0: You're listening to the Tiny Course Empire podcast with Cindy Bidar. This is episode number 22. And today I have 22 tips for a more successful 2022. Because how could I not do this episode on the last week of the year? Let's all just take a moment and appreciate the fact that I avoided my natural tendency towards alliteration and did not name this episode 22 tips for a terrific 2022, because that's too much of a tongue twister, even for me. But stick around for 22 tips that will definitely help make your 2022 more successful, or whatever year you're listening to this episode. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey, and welcome back to the Tiny Course Empire podcast. I am your host, Cindy Bidar. You will find show notes and recommended resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 22. If you're brand new to the show, a big warm welcome to you. I am so excited to have you join me. Be sure to tap the subscribe link in your podcast app so you never miss an episode. You are definitely going to want to be subscribed over the coming weeks because I have asked my subscribers what it is they most want to hear from me, and it's definitely email marketing and list building and traffic generation, so we're going to dive into that in the next few weeks. Now, if you've been listening for a while, can you believe that we're going on six months of this podcast already? I don't know where that time went, but welcome back. I appreciate you more than you can possibly know. Now today, as I said, we are talking about 22 tips for making your 2022 even more successful. And this goes for any year that you happen to be listening to this, even if you're well off into the future. These are things that you can do at any time to make your business and, dare I say your life, more successful. Now these tips are in no particular order and you may find that some of them contradict one another. So as always, take what works for you, put it into place in your business and in your life and leave the rest. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Not every tip, not every strategy works for every person or everybody's personality. So take what works for you and leave the rest. And with that said, let's go ahead and get started. Tip number one is to clean up your digital clutter. Guys, listen, I'm guilty of this just as much as the next person is. You know, sometimes my inbox gets out of control. Sometimes the files on my desktop look like a tornado came through. Sometimes I have files and random notes and logins and emails from people and they're just everywhere and I can't find anything and I waste a ton of time looking for things. I can't tell you how those minutes add up, right? When you spend two minutes looking for this login or five minutes looking for that note you took in a meeting last week, all of those minutes add up and they cause unnecessary stress and frustration and anxiety in your business. So clean up your digital clutter. Organize your bookmarks so you can find what you're looking for. Organize your files. Put a good folder structure in place. Name your files so that you know what they are when you're looking for them later. Keep track of those random notes and those logins. Make use of a note-taking app like Evernote or Google Drive or whatever platform you prefer, but make good use of it. Keep it organized. Keep things put away. When you finish a project, make sure that you put all of those files away. In fact, I would even recommend when you get to the end of the day, when you get to the end of your workday, that you clean up your digital workspace so that you can find things tomorrow when you come back to them. A lot of times I will create a file or I'll leave it on my desktop or you know, whatever. I'll make a note to myself and I'll think I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. And by the time two or three days go by, I no longer remember what that note is even about. So don't do that to yourself. Put things away immediately when you're done with them, when that project is done, at the end of the day, whatever. Put things away so that you can find them again when you need them. One thing that I know causes problems for people is their email inbox and i have a recommended resource for you. Kelly McCauzy has created a freebie called The Intentional Inbox. I've studied it, i listened to it, i wholeheartedly agree with everything she teaches in that resource. So if your email inbox feels out of control, if you feel like you're spending way too much time in email every day, i highly recommend you get your hands on that resource and i will put the link in the show notes. If you're a Six Figure Systems member, I also have a resource inside your membership called Organizational Mastery that's really going to help you with all of this organization and your email inbox. Lesson three of that course is all about managing your email. So if you're a Six Figure Systems member, be sure to check that out. So that's tip number one. Clean up that digital clutter, save yourself some time, save yourself a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress just by being able to put your hands on the resources that you need when you need them. Tip number two is to let go of the projects that you're not going to do. Listen, we all have these projects that have been hanging out there forever and ever and ever, and we think about them, and we obsess about them, and we promise ourselves that we're going to get back to them, and all of that takes up a ton of mental bandwidth. I want you to be honest with yourself, and I'm challenging myself to do the same thing. Be honest with yourself. Are you really going to get back to that project? Are you really going to finish that course? Are you really going to finish writing that book? Are you really going to launch that blog? If you're not let it go. There's no shame in that. Where the stress happens is when we keep thinking, oh, I've started it and I have to finish it and I have to finish it and I've had, I have to finish that, that I've invested so much money or so much time or so many resources into it already that I can't let it go. And this is something economists call the sunk costs fallacy, but it's something my dad might have called throwing good money after bad. We think that we have to continue with something just because we've already invested in it, but we don't. You can let it go. And believe me, I can tell you from experience, when you do let those projects go, you will feel so much freer and so much more at ease. I promise it's a good thing. Don't worry about it. On the flip side of that, though, is tip number three, and that's to finish what you start. Now, I told you guys that some of these tips would contradict each other. Take what works for you, leave the rest. But I want you to commit to finishing what you start. I find that the closer I get to the end of a project, the more momentum I lose. Maybe you can relate to that. And if I let it stall me out completely, I would have dozens of unfinished projects laying around. So if you're not going to let them go, if you are definitely committed to them, then commit to finishing them in a timely manner. And that might include things like projects that you're working on, like a website redesign or a new blog you're building. Maybe it's a course that you bought that you want to finish studying. Maybe it's a content channel that you want to launch. You've half launched a YouTube channel or you've got notes for a podcast you want to start and you haven't quite completed it yet. Whatever that project is, make a commitment to finishing it, set a deadline and get it done. Tip number four is to invest in yourself and your business. This might mean investing in tools to make your business run more smoothly or more easily, or it might mean investing in something like a course or a business coach. I have to tell you, the best thing I ever did for my business was drop a big chunk of money on a business coach because nothing forces you to take action quite like having that skin in the game. But even if you're not in a place where you can invest in a business, coach yet, I do want you to seriously consider investing in good tools, good courses, and the creators of those good tools and those good courses, because those things are worth paying for. So often I see people who are maybe bootstrapping their business, and don't get me wrong, that's a really good place to start. We all start there. But there comes a point where you have to stop looking for free and low-cost tools and resources and start investing in the real thing. And when I say the real thing, I don't mean that those free resources are not valuable. I just mean that the people and the courses and the tools that cost money are worth paying for. Those useful things are worth supporting. So don't be afraid to invest some money in your business as it grows. I think you'll find it's a really good idea for you and it really helps you to grow faster. Tip number five is to take care of your mind and your body. Eat well, get enough sleep, get enough exercise. These things are important, not just for you personally, but also for your business. In fact, according to a study published in the journal Nature, there is increasing evidence of the link between sugar and saturated fat consumption and decreased mental acuity as well as increased risk of dementia. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a behavioral scientist, I guess, or a biologist to figure out that Decreased mental acuity means a decreased success in your business. It's hard to run a successful business when your mind is not as sharp as it possibly could be. So make sure that you're eating well. The same goes for sleep. One third of Americans do not get enough sleep and enough sleep is defined as at least seven hours per night. One third of people do not get seven hours of sleep every night. That's really sad to me. That just makes me really sad. One of the reasons that I started my own business was so that I could set my own hours and setting my own hours meant I didn't have to get up to an alarm clock if I didn't want to. So make sure that you are getting enough sleep. There is a definite correlation between a lack of sleep and diseases like diabetes and cancer and asthma and arthritis, as well as an increased risk of depression and anxiety. So if you are worried about any of those things, and I think we all are, then you need to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Lack of sleep also negatively impacts your ability to focus, it impacts your creativity, and it impacts your decision-making abilities. All things that as business owners, we need to keep sharp. So make sure, like I said, that you're getting sleep. Being chronically sleep-deprived is just not good for your body, your mind, or your business. And exercise is the third thing. We've all known for a long time that exercise improves mental health. Now, if you don't know me, if you uh, haven't been around me for a while, then you may not know that I was diagnosed with clinical depression more than 20 years ago. I've been on and off medication multiple times. I am in a really good place right now and have been for several years. But one thing my doctor always emphasizes to me is that I need to move more. In fact, he has specifically recommended a two mile walk every single day. Now that's pretty easy in the summer, Not so much here in the cold Michigan winters, but I can tell you for sure that I have a lot less anxiety. The picture of my life is much brighter when I do get out and move my body every single day. According to an article published by the National Center for Biotechnology Information, getting more exercise also results in improved sleep. We already talked about that. An increased interest in sex, better endurance, Stress relief, an improvement in your overall mood, increased energy and stamina, reduced tiredness that can increase mental alertness, it results in weight reduction, and it results in reduced cholesterol and improved cardiovascular fitness. All good things for us as human beings and certainly as business owners as well. So make sure that you're moving your body, that you're getting good nutritious meals, and that you're getting at least seven hours of sleep every night. That's going to improve your life overall and certainly your business as we go into the new year. Tip number six, commit or recommit to taking consistent action in your business. I talked about this in episode 19 of the podcast, and I truly, truly believe that you do not have to be brilliant. You do not have to invent something new and innovative just to have a successful business. What you do have to do is show up every single day. Doing that puts you ahead of just about everybody else out there who says, yeah, I'd really like to start a business someday. Those people are not showing up and taking consistent action. But when you do, you will have that successful business. I can almost guarantee it. Tip number 7 is to know your numbers. There's a famous quote by Carl Pearson that says that which is measured improves and that which is measured and reported improves exponentially, and I can 100% vouch for that. That is absolutely true in my business. I have tracked my numbers daily for the past 3 years and I have watched them improve as a result of it, not necessarily because I'm doing anything new or different, but just because I'm paying attention. The things that I track on a daily basis include my daily income and I have a monthly report that I file as well. When I say I file, who do I file it with? I'm the business owner, but I have a monthly report that I can go back and look at and see the results of. I also set monthly and yearly goals that I am tracking as I'm tracking those daily income numbers. I also track my mailing list subscribers. That is a big core goal of my business is to grow my mailing list because I know how important that is. So I track my mailing list subscribers every day. I also track my podcast listens now because the goal of having the podcast is to increase my reach. So the more people who are listening, the more people who are subscribing to the podcast, the wider my reach becomes. And I also track Six Figure Systems members and the monthly income that is generated from that program. Now, I use a series of spreadsheets because they make me happy. I like spreadsheets. I like the formulas. I like the calculations I can do. I like the bar graphs I can create. All of those things make me very, very happy. My friend Angela prefers using a small notebook. So you do what works for you, but do keep track. It really will make a difference in your business growth. Tip number eight, speaking of business growth, Build that email list. If you do nothing else on this list, if you take nothing else away from this episode, I want you to take that away. Build that email list. And that's something that we are going to be talking about in the future, as I said. So if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, you're going to want to do that because we're going to tackle that topic in the coming weeks and months. Tip number nine is to email that list that you're building. It doesn't do you any good to continue to build your email list if you are not reaching out to them. And when I say reach out to your email subscribers, what I really mean is to email more often than you think you should. So often I talk to people who say, oh, I email my list once a month or I email my list twice a month or heaven forbid I haven't emailed my list in three months. I've heard that as well. What I want you to commit to doing, and this comes back to being consistent, is to email your list at least once a week. That is the bare minimum as far as I'm concerned. Once a week, email your list. If you can do more, I highly recommend that as well. If you're on my list, you know I email almost daily, and I have for quite some time, and I think that really is the best way to stay in touch and to keep your subscriber list engaged. So commit to emailing the list that you are growing. Tip number 10 is to make no your default answer. A few years ago, Shonda Rhimes, who is the famous producer of shows like Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, she wrote a best-selling book about saying yes. It's called The Year of Yes. And it was a big hit, of course, and it was all about being more available for things and putting herself out there. But when it comes to building a business, I take the opposite approach. I don't think that yes is always the right answer. So 2022 for me is my year for saying no. And I'll tell you why. It's because when you say yes to one thing, you are by default saying no to something else. So my question for myself and what I challenge you to ask as well is when opportunities come up for you, ask yourself, is this going to take me closer to my goal or not? And if it is not, then it is a definite no. And that's the way I'm operating my business in 2022. It's how I recommend you operate your business as well. I talked more about this in episode 18 of this podcast, How to Achieve Every Goal. So ask yourself, will it take you closer to your goal or will it not? And if it won't, the answer is no. Tip number 11 is to create more and consume less. I love this quote from Lynn Terry. She has said for years that there is a time to learn and a time to earn. And so often what we do is we are learning, learning, learning. We're signing up for webinars. We're taking courses. We're doing all of the things. We're listening to the podcast. We're reading the books. We're reading the blogs. We're attending the Facebook Lives. And all of that is great. But... There has to come a time when you put that learning into action, and that means creating more content. It can feel like you're working when you're learning, but you're really not. Working, growing your business means creating content. So create more, consume less write those blog posts, launch that podcast, record those YouTube videos, do your own Facebook lives, do your own social media posting instead of just consuming what other people are doing all the time. Tip number 12, again, total contradiction to what I just said, but tip number 12 is to read widely. I recently listened to a podcast by Cal Newport. Uh, He's the guy who wrote Deep Work, if you don't know him but he answered a question from a reader or from a listener about how he reads so much cal newport reads 5 books per month. And I think that is an amazing goal to have. And the way he does it is he makes it his default activity. He doesn't pick up his phone to mindlessly check his email, and he's certainly not surfing Facebook if you know anything about him. He picks up a book instead. He says he spends about an hour a day reading, and that allows him to read five books a month. I think if we put down the phone, if we turned off the television, we could all find an extra hour a day to read. And when I say read widely, I'm not talking about just business books. Those are great. Of course, I read a lot of business books, but I also read a lot of fiction. I Kind of get hooked on trashy romance novels. I read horror stories. The latest Stephen King book is always appealing to me. I read history. I read historical romance, just anything, anything that looks appealing to me. And I will tell you what, reading will make you a better content creator. It does not matter what you're reading, but the act of reading itself will make you a better content creator. So that's tip number 12. Read widely. Tip number 13, closely related to read widely is to delete Facebook and Instagram from your phone. I got to share a story with you guys and it's a bit embarrassing. Now, last week I think on the podcast I talked about tracking your time and one of the things that I tracked was the time that I spent on social media and I was absolutely appalled to find out that I was spending as much as 3 hours per Day on Facebook. What an incredible waste of my time. What an incredible waste of my life to be spending that much time on Facebook. It was nonsense. It was crazy making to me. And it did not make any sense to be doing that. So I have freed up three hours of my time every single day. That's 21 hours a week that I now have back in my life. So Delete Facebook, delete Instagram from your phone. It is not necessary to be on there scrolling all of the time. If you need to check in for whatever reason, and honestly, you probably don't, but if you do need to check in, it's available on your computer. Tip number 14 is to keep a journal. I don't know about you, but I think a lot better in writing than I do talking or just thinking. I like to write things down as I think, and a journal is a really good way to do that. I'm literally, when I journal, I'm just writing out a conversation with myself. Basically, I'm thinking, on paper. Now there's lots of different ways that you can journal. A lot of people like to keep a gratitude journal. Some people like to keep more of a diary of events, of what happened. Some people kind of mix and match. They create a journal planner hybrid. Whatever works for you. I'm not saying that any one format is the best to choose, but do keep some kind of a journal. I think you'll find it useful as you grow in your business. Tip number 15 is to surround yourself with successful people. I once heard David Perdue say that he never wanted to be the smartest person in the room. And I think that is a great goal to have because the more you surround yourself with people who are more successful than you are, they will lift you up instead of pulling you down. Now, that might mean that you join a mastermind group or maybe you have an accountability partner or maybe you're attending live events and conferences or maybe you're just hanging out in forums with people who are successful in business. Whatever that looks like for you, make sure that you are spending time with people who are successful and not just people who will try to drag you back down to their level. We all know those people, right? Don't hang out with those people. Hang out with the people who are successful and who will lift you up instead. Tip number 16 is what I talked about last week on the podcast. Track your time. Knowing how much time you are spending on projects, knowing how much you earn per hour really helps you to make better business decisions. And knowing how much time you spend on things you don't intend to spend time on, like my Facebook addiction, is absolutely priceless. A couple of tools you can use, RescueTime, toggle.com. that's T-O-G-G-L, no E, T-O-G-G-L.com. And probably my favorite one is Clockify.me. All of those tools will give you really valuable reporting that you can use to make better decisions about how you're spending your time. Tip number 17, learn to laugh at yourself. I used to be so serious, you guys. I used to worry about what everyone thought of me. And I got to tell you, we all make mistakes, even embarrassing ones. And if we're so hung up that we're afraid to laugh at ourselves over it, you're not going to be willing to put yourself out there. Which leads us to tip number 18, which is to embrace discomfort. Put yourself out there. Make those connections ask for favors, that's how those connections are made, that's how friendships are built, that's how businesses grow, is by embracing a little bit of discomfort. Tip number 19 is to find ways to add passive income streams to your business. This is the secret to a business that scales and to a business that's a whole lot less stressful than one that is wholly dependent on you showing up day after day after day just so you can get paid. I know when I was first a service provider, when I was first starting out in the virtual assistant world, it was quite stressful to me and certainly to my husband to know that if I wasn't working, I wasn't getting Paid. Passive income channels alleviate a lot of that stress. And everybody can do this. It doesn't matter what your business model is. Now, I'm not saying that your entire income needs to be passive. That's kind of a pretty big stretch, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not sure that's even possible. But the more passive income streams you add to your business, the more stable your business will be. If you want to know more about adding passive income streams, check out Tiny Course Empire podcast episode number 20. I'll link to it in the show notes. Tip number 20 for making a more successful 2022 is to brighten up your physical space. I happen to absolutely adore my office. I have my big executive style desk that I love. I have a little den area with a little sofa, and I have a television, and the dog and I hang out there in the evenings and binge on YouTube or Netflix or whatever strikes my fancy after the workday is done. But if you don't have a space that you love, Make it a goal in 2022 to create a workspace that you love to spend time in. Maybe that means rearranging your office. Maybe it means getting an office. Carve out a corner of your home where you can actually have a little office space that is all your own. I know a lot of people who work from the kitchen table, especially right now during COVID because everybody's working at home. Maybe not so much now, but hopefully we're getting back into the office more those people who work a day job. But with everybody at home, it can be really difficult. But if you can carve out just a tiny little corner for yourself that's just all yours and that's where you do your work, make it someplace that you actually enjoy being. Maybe get new curtains or buy a plant for your desk and certainly keep your desk clean and organized. It's just as bad as digital clutter when you have piles of papers and books and pens and all kinds of things all over your desk. I said I have this big executive style desk and it's got probably more square footage than my first apartment had, but it is mostly empty. Like there's very few things sitting on my desk and I love having all of that empty space in it because it just makes me feel so much more creative. It makes The whole office feel that much more open and it makes my mind feel that much more open just to have all of that space. Whereas if I get a bunch of paperwork sitting around like I can do by the end of the week or by the end of a project, I can have lots of sticky notes everywhere and pens and random notes and notebooks and papers and calculators and all kinds of things scattered all over. It just makes it even difficult for me to breathe being in that space. So clean off your desk, make it more attractive to you, make it someplace you really want to spend time. Tip number 21 is to set a scary goal. Stretch yourself a little bit. Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid of not trying. One of my favorite podcasters is Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School and she says something, and I'm gonna link to this episode in the show notes because it really hit home for me. She says that it's not like if you don't take action, you're reducing your risk of failure. You're just failing ahead of time. I love that quote. You're just failing ahead of time. Don't fail ahead of time. Set a scary goal and go after it, and don't be afraid of failing. Be afraid of not trying. And finally, tip number 22 is to just have fun. If your business isn't fun, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, why are you doing it at all? If it's frustrating you instead of inspiring you to do better, then look for solutions to end that frustration. If it's causing you anxiety, then maybe look at a different business model or a different way to run your business. And if you're bullying yourself for not being more successful, if you're beating yourself up for not being further along in your business journey than you are, then stop being a bad boss. Don't treat yourself that way. Have fun in your business rejoice in and celebrate in where you are at and how far you have come. Celebrate those milestones that you have achieved and set good goals for the future that you can achieve as well. And don't be too hard on yourself when you fall a little short. We all fall a little short sometimes, but have fun. That's the one thing I want you to take away from this. Have fun in your business because if it's not fun, I don't think you should be doing it. So that's it, 22 tips for a more successful 2022. I hope that you have found something in this episode that you can take with you as we go forward into the new year or whatever year this might be when you are listening to this. And I would love to hear from you. I've got show notes and all the recommended resources that I listed in this episode over at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 22. And please leave me a comment when you're there. I would love to know what you're doing to make this coming year your best year yet. Drop your ideas in a comment so we can all benefit from them. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, would you do me a favor and leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts? That helps other people find us. And of course, if you have a friend or a colleague who would love to hear this episode, go ahead and send them the link. It's tinycourseempire.com forward slash 22. That's it from me. Have a terrific day. Have a terrific rest of your year. And I will talk to you again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses you'll find inside my Six Figure Systems membership. That's my monthly membership where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches or have the big headaches and the big expenses that come with them.